Well, tonight we had an invitation out for one of our very own, Reverend Carrie Chin. So welcome, Carrie. Thank you. You're welcome. Most of our community knows you because of your 20 years of participating in Celebrating Life, but also in the broader sense, we all grow in different ways in God and, and in this world. And I think you have a very unique approach to life itself. And what I love to do is just dialogue with you tonight on consciousness unfolding. And I think you're, I would say, one of the experts in that field. And let's explore that to what present moment that we face right now that's in our world. But like all teleclass, what I love to do is, Carrie, would you open up with either a prayer or meditation that just kind of sets the tone? All right. I'd be happy to, Padre. I'll just give you a real quick background on this prayer. This prayer is all things are happening automatically. We tend to think we're the doer and we have to do things and we have to pray for this and that and because God doesn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, brother. And we have to structure our life. We have to, and there is an element of doing, but really the highest prayer is to align with our own will, what we designed our life to be before we were born. We designed this life in unison with God, the all that is, from that vantage point for the lessons and the growth to happen in a certain way. And when we align with that, when we align with that, our plan, our divine plan for this lifetime, things start happening automatically because you already set it up. You don't have to pray this and that and this and that, and you can, and that has its place, but things start to happen automatically because you get in the flow of how you set your life up already. God's already there waiting for you (laughs) to walk that path. So let this be our prayer to align with our will our higher will, the plan that we designed before this lifetime with the wisdom of God, with the help of God. Let us align and surrender our personality of what we think we want, what we think we should be, what we think we should have, and ride this spirit that is already created. It's already paved our way. Let us align with that will. In your glory, all that is. Amen. Amen. Carrie, that's such a beautiful, simple, pure prayer. And I love the background at which you set us up with that. I have one of my favorite prayers that I just came into consciousness with. And it was by a priest that Padre Peels was his spiritual mentor. And he had this very simple prayer. I surrender to you today, God. You take care of me. That's like the master just holding us and saying, okay, I got you. Now take me where you want me to go. The simplicity of that prayer, your prayers, and the one I'm praying is exactly the same. It's like we we have our wills, and then there's, quote, God's will. And those two need to align up. But if we don't start out our day in a sense of consciously aware that God runs the show, we kind of stumble in our walk with God besides uh, Mother Earth. But I love your prayer. That's a beautiful prayer. When we talk about consciousness unfolding, what does that really say to you in your world? How would you define that? You know, we're all God. God doesn't stand apart from us. 
It's not something that we can never merge with or be or experience. It is us. This, what we call this love, this supreme love, it grants its children, its creation, us, it. So we are it. We are just it without knowing we are it. <laughs> and that's the whole journey of life, as Yeshua said. Have I not said, ye are God? All I do, you shall do, and more. He wasn't just joking. <laughs> and he wasn't trying to give a pep talk that didn't have real meaning. Yeah. He was saying, look, when I say I and my father are one, that means you too. Yeah. You just don't know it. Align your will with the will of God, which is really your will, not some foreign right. will. It's the, it's the thing you set up. And, and then, now. Yeah, 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 okay, uh, uh, here. <laughs> you know, I come from a Christian background, and what you're saying, it so aligns with what I believe as true in a sense of how I see God. The, the scripture says the, the kingdom of God is within us. So just as you're saying, we are all part of this emanation of God's light and love who God is. And it's, to me, my lifetime of undoing what I think I am. Let that expression of God be, be full and, and measured in light to bless other people. But to me, I've, I really found that as a sometimes a physical struggle, trying to focus myself, position myself, when actually you just have to be. And maybe that's probably the harder piece for me. Yeah, that's, that's been my experience, too. Um, both in my own journey and in working with clients. This personality that we have, we're granted free will. So our personality can want anything and God will not interfere because that love, that supreme love is so great that why would you create children only to run every aspect of their life? That's (laughs) not love, right? So we get that. We get that free will. But once we're done banging our head against the wall... (laughs) Man, it's got to be an easier way. <laughs> and, and it is. It is true. All learning is unlearning. There's a part of us that is connected to everything, that knows everything. The path is already laid out. Once we get to that point where we say, wow, there is something greater than what I think I am or know or can do. And if I can just align with that, it starts to flow. Don't you feel, Carrie, that, I don't say feel, might be more of an understanding for you, the the quality at which I call it entering prayer or meditation and just your thoughts of we do the prayer, we do the meditation, or is it just allowed to happen within us and expand outward? But I just have, I call it my rituals of sitting in my chair with my coffee and just being quiet first kind of connecting with the universe, God, and that lovely energy that's there, and then allow it to speak to me, and especially then I use the contents of Scripture just to expand my awareness of the attributes of God, the love of God, or the care at which God gives each one of us, his creatures. And that means all of the universe, not just me individually as a person or as a people, but actually the trees, the animals, it goes far beyond that. And to really to reach beyond that essence I do have to let go of my box of how I see, as much as I love God, I really like him packaged in this little box <laughs> so I can be close. So I can carry him around instead of him carrying me around 
or the universe. So do you find sometimes in your life that we get caught in these boxes? Absolutely. In the East, they have a saying, there is meditation, but no meditator. Oh. It's exactly, so it's exactly what you're saying, Padre. Our personality comes from the vantage point or the viewpoint that I am me and I'm going to do this. But the more we do this, the more we sink into it, we find that it's really doing us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we just get in the flow. And when we're in that space, when we're in the oneness with all that is, and there's very, there's different forms of that. It doesn't, it's not all the same flavor. When we're in that, that becomes our reality. Oh, this is what's really real. This essence, whatever we call it, God, yeah. supreme light, supreme love, all that is, that is real. And then we come back to the, to the perception that, oh yeah, I got a body here and I got hands and feet. But really, that supreme love is the thing. Yes, exactly. This morning I woke up, and usually I'm a good sleeper. Yay, God, in that essence. But I did a couple bathroom runs during the night. But when I woke up and put my foot on the, the floor, my foot just hurt like heck. And it's like, wh- wh- what happened? <laughs> I was good when I was sleeping, and then when I got up, my foot hurt. And, and it was, I would say, painful. And that's not normal, the course in my body. It's you know, pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. So it traumatized me that says, God. And so I'm already going to God. Why did this happen? And during my reflection in the morning, I finally went to this place of God, I just love you. Just without the grumbling. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, the body readjusting. I don't know why. I never stubbed my toe or tripped or anything like that, but it's just the pain showed up and that's never happened before. So again, the clue, am I going to stay focused on presence, energy, or what might feel like my body needs? Now I put some rubbing oil on it and put on my shoe and say, okay, I'm just going to be with it instead of trying to change it. Half the pain went away already today, and it's like I'm very grateful, but I didn't put my attention on it. In the beginning, yes, because there's pain. But right. just as this world, as you well know, Carrie, the consciousness has changed. It's unfolding. But I think on the outside world, we're seeing the chaos, but actually the chaos is going to be turned around. At least this <laughs> is my focus, that God will use this in order to perfect that which he calls us to become. And ultimately, it's the love. If we can love ourselves, right. love our neighbors as ourselves, now there's a greatest challenge. But we're seeing it in multiple levels now on this earth. And sometimes we can just get traumatized by that. So what are some of the flavors that you have or the concepts that can focus us in present moment instead of the pain or the death that we see that's happening, people killing people? Right. It's just right. really sad. Yeah, Rumi, the mystic and the poet, he said, the cure for the pain lies in the pain. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a great, yeah, exactly. To the mind, our personality labels pain or suffering as negative. And so it wants to run away from it. It wants to fix it. it. It wants anything except to be with it. Now, there are worlds of creation where there's really not much suffering and pain at all. In higher worlds of creation, it's all la-la land. and They grow in their, their own way. 
wow. it's really nice. <laughs> but here on I'm Earth, there. I'm going to take yeah. a visit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, people don't come to Earth for vacation. <laughs> it's a, it's a working place. <laughs> Put you to work. Uh, I love that concept. Yeah. Yes. So here on Earth, though. <laughs> yeah. Well. This is a dualistic world. There's always an opposite, a good and a bad, a right and a wrong, joyful and pain. But both of them are our teacher. I've had several experiences in my life where you would think something should be painful, but it was ecstatic. It was beyond joy, beyond happiness. There's a time I broke my toe. I broke the bone in my toe. And yet I was in this state of unity, consciousness, and and it was it was beyond enjoyable for me. I was ecstatic. Can you imagine breaking your toe? But I was like, no. and there was pain. Yeah. So there was physical pain, but it was only maybe 15% as big as I thought it should be. It should have been way more, but oh, it was wow. not. Yeah, it's broken. Yeah. Yeah. So like you with your foot, if, if we can be in a state of non-resistance, everything becomes our teacher, even pain. It's just a temporary thing. It, and so as you did in the morning when you, your personality says, oh, pain, that's bad. Got to get away right. from that. Or, or, <laughs> or oh, something's it. wrong. My yeah. healing is progressing. You know, All those fears <laughs> come in. But if we can just be with it, there is a grace that comes in. Now, it could be a variety of things. It could be the body doing something. You could be taking on the karma who lived, of somebody who lived 700 years ago or somebody in your family, or you can help be helping somebody pass over that, that's near death. Wow. There's all kinds of reasons that are beyond our personality and beyond our understanding of why that comes in in that way. So if we can just be with it without resistance, the divine unfolds and there is this light amongst what we think is darkness. That's a beautiful understanding, and I know it can take discipline to get ourselves there, but it also is just, I always say, practice, 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 and just because I'm a newbie with pain, even though I had my muscle tore last year, it shifted me in my own consciousness, and to realize, to be more aware of just present moment without my personality interpreting what that is, and that was a spiritual discipline for me. And now for this to show up, it's like, come on, quit beating me up. <laughs> I thought I was advancing, and it's like, no, I'm more digressing because I'm still about myself instead of actually what is happening or what I'm supposed to allow to happen. In the Christian mystics, they talked about, like, divine suffering. There, There's mm-hmm. a point of you offer that up for another person. You call it karma. They're suffering or for those something that would happen in the future. So we become the catalyst for holding that pain. And then if we're holding it right, like giving it away because it's not about us, it's about the divine, then it just disseminates. And it's like, okay, but that's a spiritual discipline in all our walks. Good for you that you got joy. That is That gives me hope. <laughs> Uh, there's no guarantee that it's always going to be true. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't I know oh. that one? But, you know, Carrie, as, even as a spiritual teacher, and what I love about you is you're very joyful. You're very outside of this world, so to speak. That's why I love dialoguing with you, because I'm very grounded in my sense, who I think I am. There's, there's the little lie again talking, but it really does... it. 
I feed off of people like you in a sense of, because I can feel that energy, I can feel that joy, and it's like, I want to join that crowd. And I know in saying that, what actually does, then my spirit goes there and becomes that and leaves the body behind or my personality behind. So we can actually catch this. And isn't that like even in the oneness, they gather with these groups and even go into India where you have these long sessions, but it's group energy that kind of just takes over. And we're talking about the, I call it consciousness of Christ, that we really do get aligned and all of a sudden we become one in that spirit because we learn from one another. And that's the consciousness that I want to at least bring to this world, especially during this time now. Yeah. My experience um, celebrating life and the oneness organization are two of the spiritual groups that I'm most aligned with and have participated in for many years. And they're not the same. Celebrating life is more of, if we want to speak in Eastern terms, it's more about the heart chakra. It's more about this divine compassion, divine love, unconditional love. And from that, when you merge with another in that way, that compassion, that divine compassion, which I call the feminine aspect of God, it just wants to help. It just wants to alleviate suffering. It, it just, that's the thing. Now, the oneness's forte is more of enlightenment. And that's where we're, yes, we're one with all, but in a way where we don't suffer like we used to. We aren't bound by our personality and who we think we are. And I say this is my way of explaining it, but life is like a cartoon to me. It's fun. It's funny. I don't take it too seriously. And it's not because I'm trying. I'm not trying. I'm not like there's no, I don't read something every morning and say, okay, I'm not going to get mad when somebody cuts me off in traffic. I don't do any of that. That's way too much work. Anyway, It's just the spirit has rewired me they're like a cartoon. <laughs> it's not that it's not that I don't see people in suffering and pain and feel it. I right. do. That's my work. But beyond that, somewhere the divine wired me where God's world is my world. And every world is God's world. But there is there is an illusion to this world. And there is a reality or realness to the to the real world of God. And that they just switched me on on the tracks. <laughs> That's why I laugh all the time. (laughs) I love what you're saying, Carrie. And the more you speak, the more I get drawn into the conversation because the inquisitive spirit that wants to do that, whatever you're speaking of, or to live that way. You're transitioning (laughs) into many levels of consciousness. I don't want to say, what is the secret? How did you get there? But What would be some of the stages that you saw in your own life that kind of opened the door to the next, opened the door to the next? Because I think we all just want to laugh at life, even though there's major things happening in our world, but yet we don't take ourselves seriously in that because we're spirit. But what would some of those qualities be that you see that help shape who you are now? That's a good question. I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this because it's a transformation. You know, it's not just me. Or I, mean, I see this happening to a lot of people, and not the majority of humanity. That's not even right. close. But a lot of spiritual seekers, this is happening to. You know, when I was young, I and I was just a boy. I used to leave my body. Like I didn't know it was called astral travel. I would just get up at night and look at myself. I turn around, look at myself sleeping, and 
I would zoom off into space. And I had friends out there. <laughs> I had friends out there that, that were, to me, they were more my friends than these friends on Earth. And uh, it was so nice, you know, you could fly if you wanted to manifest an orange or if you wanted to ride a dinosaur, you just stick it and boom, it happens instantly. <laughs> Levitate, wow. you could do all these things. And then I come back into my body, I couldn't do any of it. That history, that those lifetimes have, you know, it, it sculpted a path for this lifetime. So what I found was, you know, Einstein said you, you can't solve a problem at the same level of consciousness that the problem was created. We have to be at this other level. And me being a software engineer, it's all about maximizing efficiency, making something faster, better, cheaper, more powerful, smarter, or something, right? <laughs> but I saw that my mind had limitations. I I couldn't, I couldn't, I could maximize it, but that wasn't going to get me beyond it. That became so clear to me. So I think the first step for many people is really a surrender. It's okay. I don't know. I mean, I think I know. But really, do I really know? (laughs) No, I don't. And that's the first step, that willingness to say, okay, my personality, my mind, whatever, my conditioning, my learning, all that education, yeah, it has its place, but really, God, I don't know. So there is some aspect out there, God, that knows that I can align with. And and that surrender is really the first thing, because until we really surrender, your higher self, which is God and you, can't override you, your wishes. You are given free will. Even the personality you is given free will. So it can't come in and say, hey, I know this way better and I can solve this way better than you can and a lot faster and a lot with a lot less pain than you can. But until you (laughs) surrender, it can't. It can only come in in a little bit. And that's where most people live their life. But the more we can surrender, the more things start happening automatically. And the next step I would say after that surrender is everything is our teacher. Everything. It's not that, oh, some things that happen in life are good and some things that happen are bad. Some things are my teacher, but other things are not. I want to run away from them. Everything in creation is God's creation. Everything is our teacher. If we can just kind of drop our idea that there's this good and bad and learn from it, there's always something... There's no mistakes. Whatever happened to us, a car accident, stubbing our foot, getting a mosquito bite, nothing happens by accident. There is there is a path of growth in, in all of that. Not that you want to get stung by 20 bees every day. Right. <laughs> there, there is. And the less we resist, the more we grow. And the more we get rewired, this grace comes in and it changes us from the inside out. And that's been my experience. As you're speaking, I'm thinking of my own spiritual path and the encounters I had, I call it, with God, or the version of God that I relate to for now. And it's usually, a, I call it an encounter that it takes the mind out of it and actually has a spiritual base that I base my experiences on God himself or herself, however you see God. But it's also then, I call it like a stream. For me, it's the like a fire that comes and just burns away some of the my stuff, my consciousness, my ego, and then it leaves, in a sense, that 
form of sense because now that experience is not there, but you have residue with it. And isn't it a part of, because I think if God reveals himself, herself to us in that bigger self, when we come, quote, eye to eye with God, it's like we become like marshmallows. It's like, okay, this is an experience I want, but when we get closer to the essence of who we are, it's like a mirror and we scare ourselves. I don't want that because it means I will have to give up this body or give up my ego or my perception of what that is in order for the universe to reveal itself to us. And so I think in my own walk, I love God and then it's like, well, I'll do my own thing. Then I love God again, then I'll do my own thing. Instead of that really surrender, as we talk about the element of what that total surrender is, and I don't know if we do that at once or in little bits, but it seems to me like that a train, you just chug, chug, chug away, and eventually you build it up enough speed, and then you're cruising. And it's like, ah, there I am, or there God is. So but yeah. my daily walk with God seems to be the challenge. Yeah, I think it is a process. I mean, maybe there's one person in a gazillion that could just take that step <laughs> in one step. But that surrender, we are afraid because the mind and the ego and the personality will never give up. It it just wants control. It wants to be the big shoe. And that's it. And we're so afraid that, oh, wow, if I give my will up to some outer source, even though I have this idea that God's all nice and stuff and would never hurt me and always wants the best, still... I'm not really sure of that. I don't really know that for sure. You know, so there is this fear, and I think, and that's natural. But at some point, God is self-reinforcing. If we surrender a little bit, we start to see, wow, that actually kind of worked out. <laughs> Maybe I can do that again. Without my help, yeah. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be roses in our life because in this world world of duality, that's not the only way we learn. We learn through challenges as well. So um, it just means when we surrender at that level, there's, a, there's, no, there's no English word for what I'm feeling. It's when you are in the cradle of God and your path has been laid out for you and every detail has already been thought of and every coincidence has already been made it's a mixture of like gratitude and and thankfulness and and non-fear just this this i guess you could call it safety but it's not even that it's it's a it's a sense of i'm one with all that is what the heck is there to be afraid of if we had a word for that that would be it (laughs) (laughs) more so just my shadow the illusion of who i am giving that up and actually transcending the body itself. And I've had many, I call it encounters with God, and that didn't define what I thought God was or how God, his attributes or her attributes, because it came with pain. It came with being cold. It came with falling on the <laughs> ground, shaking. And it's like, this can't be God because God loves me. And why has he put me through this torture? And what I eventually learned through my processes was if I don't face my fears, God has a wonderful way of just holding me down, just like a spoiled child and says, settle down. I'll deal with this. Settle down. And in the process of all that stuff that was going on in my body and outside my body, it was actually the spirit or the angels helping me 
rewire what I thought was true. It was a hard lesson because some of those pin downs and so to speak holding me down to the ground was like two, three hours and not no kidding. And when you have to go to the bathroom and you can't move your body, it's like, who is this? This isn't the image of God that I always thought was. But right. yet I got to relearn that. But it did also help me set me free in some areas because God is God and he wants to help us. And sometimes we're our worst enemy when it comes to wanting help. Yeah. I think a lot of us have these prayers, help God, but not in that form. Right. St. Bernadette. We went over oh, yeah. there to France, yeah. France in 1999, was it, right? Yes, yes. Right. And I didn't really know who she was because I, didn't, I wasn't raised with a Catholic background, but she has the incorruptible body. Um, I mean, it smells like roses and it doesn't decay and and there she is in her glass coffin and she was sick much of her life. I know. And she, she was a martyr soul but she didn't sit there and whine and say, God, why are you doing it to me? Like, uh, you know, like you screwed it up and, and uh, as a martyr soul, she took on the karma of others. And that was, that was her destiny and her desire to live this human life to serve in that way. There's not not there's not a lot of souls that are martyr souls at that level. That's a really right. high level. But right. there are many people like you and me, Padre, who do take on the karma of others. And when we pray for them, that karma, that energy has to go somewhere. So yeah. we we connect with the divine for them to help. Yeah. We take on that energy through us, and then God does what it does with us. Maybe we get sick. Maybe we catch a cold for the week. Maybe we get tired for an hour. Maybe it doesn't affect us at all. But whatever happens, God is in charge. It knows what it's doing. It's for the greatest and highest good of all, even our own growth. To serve in that way is a blessing. So when that happens to me, you know, when years ago, many decades ago, when, when that phenomena first started happening to me, my mind kicked in, my personality kicked in, my fear kicked in, like, oh, wow, am I going to catch her cancer? Am I going to, like, get this? Oh, am yeah. I going to get that? Yeah. It, right? Is my life going to get yes. shortened by 20 years? Is, yes. And there was, there was a, that fear. As much as I, as I knew that God was all that was and, and was this essence of love still, my personality had that fear. So I used to ask, okay, whose energy is this? Is this their karma from 500 years ago? Did they, were they a part of a group that wiped out half of Europe or something? And my mind made these distinctions that, okay, this is not my energy. It's your energy. I got to have this, this barrier, you know, this boundary, right? God has no boundaries. Come on. But I did. (laughs) I never looked at that viewpoint, but that is so true. Yes. Yeah. But nowadays, when that happens, I just, I'm just, I just love it. It, it. God's in charge. It's whatever is my way to serve. That's what I came here to do. I, I'm happy doing it. And it's not a mental thing. I'm not trying to be some kind of saint or anything like that. I'm just living my life from the knowing within my being of why I'm here. That's it. It's just an honesty with that. That is so beautiful, Carrie, because walking the path, whatever path that we're called to become in our essence, I remember in the early days of stepping out and praying for people, because that's what we did as Catholics, and I still do that, but it's just kind of who I am, my essence. But I remember walking with Ron Roth, our spiritual mentor, and he had incredible power, I call it, of God, 
and the love of God, where just bones would heal just by his verbally saying heal. He just, he was an amazing healer, but yet the true calling was his spiritual depth of who God was, and he was universal right. in his speaking. But I remember the earlier days when we would face evil where, or a, a tormented spirit, and they would really mm-hmm. yell out, scream, screech. I've seen them levitate off the ground, and Ron just would take authority. And they listened to his authority, which we all have because we're essence of God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But the idea from then, which was like 30 years ago, to now... Uh, my consciousness has changed, and it's like, so when I've, if I see something like that, I'm not fearful. In the beginning, I was, because what if it comes into me? Poor me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and why not? Why don't you come into God, which is part of us? But no, we want to protect what we have. But now it's just, it's, I understand it, and I see it, and then I just speak to it. It has no power over us. So right. really, evolution changes. My consciousness changed. And that is about doing, just being around that. And eventually, I say, give it up because it has no power. Just as you say, mm-hmm. sickness has, pain has no power over us. But once we align with it, then we take control in a sense because it's our consciousness taking over, which is God's, which is so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a little, little tidbit here. Um, yes, I've, I've been part of celebrating life for 20 years and you know people <laughs> fall on the floor and, and they scream and i've seen people levitate too in their in their yeah. suffering or screaming and yeah. <laughs> i i found it first i was like whoa there's some bad juju coming off of that first <laughs> <laughs> better get away yeah. and i would see people on the floor or, or seated next to them they would just clear out right oh, <laughs> <I don't yeah. laughs> it's true and i think some still do but there's that it's a consciousness it's and a consciousness. the first introduction hey fear is fear and we just yeah. hope it's not in us but if we're all one hello people <laughs> there's exactly of each one of us there but here's how i would define celebrating life it has the consciousness for healing and there's a there's a presence there that it doesn't matter if we're speaking to you or praying for you or just sitting in the quietness God is so available for people. And that's what I love right now is because you can walk into this atmosphere and get healed. Just as many people went to John of God to the Casa and that energy was there, that portal was there. The same thing for celebrating life. The portal is there. It's a God consciousness. And our community holds that in such a strong virtue. And for me, that's that's the essence where it doesn't matter what we do or say because God's consciousness is there to change us. Change us into the image as the likeness of God because I think mm-hmm. we have many different versions of that. But do you concur with that? Yeah, absolutely, 1,000%. I often tell people, if you want to see God in action, power, the essence, the majesty, the strength of God, the miraculous nature of God, go attend one of these retreats. It, mm. Yeah, because I wasn't raised with the with a religious background right but here it was this whatever we choose to call it god all that is great spirit right. it was it was doing things that i i couldn't believe and it will change your your world yeah. your belief of what's possible and how big and magnificent god is it, mm. it's beyond any box we have and it's, it's alive there isn't it something that i know this has just been my experience was because when 
I want to use the term God, or the universe, when it changes your physical body, somehow the mind gets lost, but yet reconnects with the bigger. Because if we can't do it in their own power, or if the doctors can't do it, but then the spirit, the energy of God comes and does it, it makes God so real that we do. It takes a while for us to adjust to that new image we have, because we've only... Mm-hmm carry this broken image for all these years or pictures and when it gets blown away and they go i can't believe it's happened and it's like that's where i would call it faith but you would just call it the surrender it just expands us and then we grow beyond our own limitations it is we could talk about it but for the people listening you really got to experience it (laughs) Get on a plane, get on a bus, get on a train, <laughs> swim <Wow>. there. <laughs> yeah. For your followers, people know your personality, and you got a cool personality. Then we have these other flavors like a Dana, who is kind of beyond those other realms, you know. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah. he comes in then crystal clear versus. I remember I says when I first met Dana, it's like, he's an alien. I have no idea what he's talking about. I mean, he was so beyond my world. And now we're brothers. And it's like, okay, this is cool. And Bobby, Reverend Bobby Bearden, uh, he's a mystic. He's a master. and But he's so quiet, he won't show his face, so to speak. He's so humbled in his approach, but yet God moves through him in such miraculous ways. Then we have Virginia, who's this has the feminine energy of God, call it Mary, and when she lays hands on you, you experience heaven here on earth. And like also with Carrie, with his consciousness, with his love for humanity, and that, I call it the emptiness of God, the all of God that comes, supernatural things work through him. So we get, I call it words of knowledge, and just words that come through the universe that sets our past free so we can be healed in the present moment. There's so many ways in which I call it God's hand, can reach us. And even in the silence, how many people who come to our retreats and somehow they find themselves, we decorate altars with all different images of God, which is so beautiful. And our soul usually resonates with one or two of those. And so we ask people just to hang out there. And people have experiences of the picture come alive and speaking to them. So it's an incredible gift if you can give that to yourself or a friend. But also... For those who are listening, maybe for Carrie for the first time, Carrie does phone sessions, and I would just, if you love how clear he is and how natural it is to see beyond, I call it, this physical world into the other world, I would highly suggest that you have a reading with Carrie because he's a gem, totally a gem in our community, but also as a member of Celebrating Life. Thank you, Padre. What I do, it, it still cracks me up. I like, so who could who could make this stuff up? Like, I, I, couldn't I be an accountant or <laughs> something like that? Right. The spirit, very the spirit speaks. But you know, I've seen not because I've known you for twenty years, and and you know, you went to the oneness movement about a month or two before Ron and I did. But it really did open up a whole new, different realm for all of us. But I think you've gone way deeper than myself, for that included. But the rich resources that you bring back with you, that's what's so special for me, personally. Because I'm hearing another version or a voice of God that I haven't heard before. And it excites me to 
continue on in that journey towards that spiritual path, wherever it's going to lead me, or us, or all of us, because we all go back to the source. But just to know that God has a different flavor really does help me to grow beyond my present situation. Yeah, thank you. That 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 whole journey started long before this lifetime. <laughs> it may look like I did a lot of work, but really, it, it was already done, thankfully. <laughs> well, I think maybe we should have this time of recess. So <laughs> that's class to be back in session sooner than that. But I am enjoying this ride for sure. Uh, yeah, it's getting back to the theme of tonight's teleservice. Consciousness is changing. Many different religions spoke about this time. Jesus, when he said, all I do, you shall do and more. He wasn't just speaking of that age. He was speaking of a time when consciousness would blossom in humanity. And yes, it looks like there's tragedies and, and all our stuff is being exposed, all our secrets of paying off to have our kids go to college. <laughs> all these things. That's part of the process. That is it. And so Christianity isn't the only religion that talked about that. The Native Americans, the the Hopis talked about this time where we could either raise in consciousness or we could destroy ourselves on the earth. The religion of Islam has the coming of the Mahdi. In the Hindu tradition, there's the ten incarnations of Lord Vishnu and the last one being Kalki. And that, what they call Kalki, is the collective essence we call God. And so in their tradition, they're all trying to say the same thing. There's a, Astrology has the same thing. Yogananda's guru, Sri Yukteswar, was a master in Vedic astrology. And he said the way that God designed the universe, you can actually, it's actually built into this. And, and so he said there's, there's going to be times when we're going to hit this point and, and humanity is going to either elevate or it's going to go lower. And so his role, Yogananda's role, Jesus's role, your role, my role, people on this call, our role is to play our part to raise this consciousness so that humanity can continue to thrive and grow, that souls can continue to use this place as a, as a place for, for soul growth. With that statement, Carrie, the question arises, and what is my first step in that? How do I help raise that consciousness? Yeah. We think we have to save the world or play this big part. We don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, just, we just have to align with what we came here for. Again, we already designed our life in unison with God, with the, all that is, with the ultimate wisdom, the ultimate power. We designed this life in this limited world to have the full expression so that we would play our part. And, and who knows what that is? I think I don't have children, but if I did, more than academics, more than socializing them, I would try to instill with them, come to understand why you were born, what your role is what you designed it to be. Because when you find that, everything fits in place. It starts going on autopilot. But if you don't know that, you're going to be searching forever. You're never really going to feel like you have it. You're always going to try and become something else. But once you find it and you start walking that, 
this whole notion that you have to become somebody bigger than you are goes away. No, you just walk your path. That is so, again, that's that word I'm trying to find, more than gratifying, it's more than oneness. It's, wow, I'm one with God and I'm doing what I came here to do. Like, What else is there to do? <laughs> yeah, and I find that once we reach that place, that there is joy, there is peace, that we don't have to keep ch- chasing our tail. Exactly. We become that. And to yeah. me, that really, and that's a beautiful Eastern tradition, but yet it really resonates in my mind. And I've always felt I was on the spiritual path, even as a small child. I love God, but I didn't want the form that my parents thought it was going to take. Oh, and then living with a form that my parents thought it was going to take, Ron Ra, and then <laughs> once he passed, then it's like the veil lifted, and then I had to discover who I was. And that was really terrifying. I mean, literally, because I couldn't blame it on anybody. But it took two, three years, and all of a sudden, and now I'm into this fullness, and it's like, wow. I can imagine if I would have started in my 20s letting go like I did now. And it's like, it really is that essence of what's in front of me let go of and set it free. Even our own fears set it free. You have done an excellent job, Padre. I'm not just trying to pump you up in front of an audience (laughs) here, but just knowing you as a friend and... You you have stepped into your own. You have walked in the face of your fears. And you have let this light in you guide you, even when you didn't know where it's gonna where it's gonna take you or what's gonna happen. And I've I've always I've always admired that and had a, a deep thankfulness and gratitude that you yeah, that you've done that. Wow, well thank and continue you. to do that. Yes, yeah. I agree. And you know the the beautiful part that I get to represent being a shepherd for Celebrating Life is to watch those who are coming up change dramatically in their spiritual life and in their physical life. But it, it's mattering to them. If we become the model, then we can duplicate and become more Christ-like to others and have that Christ consciousness, which again, serves humanity. So your world, my world, they can dance together, that sacred dance, which I believe happens mm-hmm. every time. So, well, speaking of this dance, we have a couple more minutes, so we, we're just going to allow God's grace to permeate your life, your home, your relationships, your body, your finances. We talked about how big God was, so let's allow that energy, that sacred vibration to go forth as we offer just simple words that will acknowledge God's presence in your life in your home, in this consciousness which we call God. So as each one of us just pause to surrender, all that is, which in our mind, our pain, our disappointments, our fear, we surrender to God all of this, for it's who God is. The great I am, that consciousness of the bright darkness, begins to invade our space and reveal herself, himself to us. Just sense this beautiful surrounding of the angels now. They've already heard your thoughts, your wishes, your desire, your prayer. And they are the answer to that prayer. So just pain dissolves because there's no pain in God. 
no strife, no fear, but that essence of the Creator. So let that divine grace permeate the who you are, the what you're becoming, the essence of light. So any darkness has to leave when the light's turned on. So the pain leaves, the discomfort leaves, the lack of finances now become abundant. The love that eluded you now is attracted to you. You see clearly with eyesight, all pain dissolves. Now there's full energy moving through your body. No blockage of any arteries now. All the muscle spasms, they just dismiss because of essence, because of energy of God. The love of God has a beautiful vibration now. Some of you might experience that as a warmth going through your body. That's essence. That's who God is. That loves us beyond measure. So bodies begin to heal and restore. Broken relationships begin to heal now. And just the future becomes clear for you as that essence begins to lead you now instead of vice versa. Thank you, O Lord our God, for this essence, this creation. I am. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, God. Thank you, Mary. All that is. Amen. Let me add a second. Let me add a second part to your prayer, Padre. Okay, please. That is the grace of God. God gives without without demanding of us. Without He gives freely. But we have responsibility too, because ultimately we want to be aligned with the Spirit where we don't even need to pray, ultimately, when we're really aligned. Like Yogananda said, I don't pray anymore. He was aligned with that. So we have a responsibility to listen. After this grace comes in, God is going to talk to you, meaning your higher self is going to talk to you. It's going to tell you where you're in error, where you're not aligned, where you haven't forgiven, where you have judged where you have not accepted. All these things that have kept us from being fully aligned, it's going to start to show you that. We have to be attentive to that. We have this part because ultimately, we are that. We are God. Our role is to be aligned with that. Not to be misaligned and then have to go run and pray every time. but To be aligned with it. So be aware. Ron Roth told us, listen, be aware. Yeah. Hear the voice of God. So help us, essence of life, great spirit, to hear your words, which are our words, to follow your path, which is our path, to feel your love, which is our love, Help us to be all these things that we already are. 
Amin. Amin. Oh, that's a great addition, Carrie. Thank you. Well, this concludes our session this evening. Bless everyone.